the root identity is that you need to get a bigger revelation of the Father's heart. That he actually, you don't need to hear his voice. You don't need to hear the next thing he's saying. You need to go outside, maybe take a walk, take five deep breaths, and understand what you just said, God is God. You're tuning in to Coach and Joe, conversations on friendship with God. And the Lord said, amen. (laughs) I got you. What's up, guys? Joe and Joe here. This is Joe Keller. For those of you who haven't watched last last episode, the last episode, Mm -hmm. this is Joe Keller. Today's a huge day. Um, he just graduated from our discipleship school, The Ascent. An hour and a half ago. Yep, an hour and a half ago. So, hey, for those of you who have never heard of The Ascent, we have a one-year school here at Bridgeway, and it's to disciple people and walk in friendship with God by training them in the way of Jesus. Click the description box here on our YouTube channel and check it out, or go to jointheascent.com to learn more about it. It's impacted Joe's life. We believe it'll impact yours. 100%. It's been really fun. Yeah. And, and Fannin, come here really quick, Fannin. What happened last episode with me? Me and Joe. Last episode was, was, last episode was essentially Christianity 101. It was a, it was the full gospel, and it was challenging and freeing at the same time. Like there was a holy moment in this room when these two guys were chatting about what it looks like to, to go after Jesus for who He is and not what He offers. And it was inc- it's, it's 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 life changing content. And I, I was on my knees. Like there was the Holy Spirit was in this room. Yeah. It was incredible. You, you've got to go listen to the last episode. I hopefully will have it entitled, because I'm going to edit this later. It's probably going to be called Regular Joe. Does that, does that sound good? Perfect. Hey! It's regular nice. Joe. Because yes. anybody can run after Jesus, including Joe. Average Joe. That's right. We're a couple of average <laughs> Joes. Welcome to the Joe and Joe show. Here we go. If you guys have your Bibles, go to Luke 11. I like that. You guys should watch this with your Bibles. This is let's, like go, let's go to Sid Luke Ross 11, guys. Supernatural. <laughs> this is not like Sid Ross Supernatural, man. Let's go to Luke eleven ten. I'm going to go ahead and read. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Mm. Like, we like to quote that all the time. And we like to really quote it to give us a lot of, I don't know, fuel to just ask God for things, which is beautiful. I really do. And, and we got to believe he's a rewarder, right? I think that this is actually a word for some of you guys. There are things the Father wants to give to you, but he won't until you ask him for it. Yes. And so I feel like, I, I just want to just encourage you guys, it's okay to ask your father for things. And that's not evil. He's a dad. And, and you can trust this, because if you keep reading in, in verse 11 here, it says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, know, if you then though you are evil, know how to get, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Right, and that's the ultimate thing to ask for, is Holy Spirit. Here's a... Here's a I don't know. Um, it's a chip for your poker game here. Put Go all in on Holy Spirit when you're asking God for things. He, he's what you want to ask and desire for. But I also do want to get into the point that, that the Father, we can trust what he chooses to give us. Mm-hmm. right? Because as you read here, it says this. It says that if you ask, if your son asks for a fish, he's gonna, is he going to give you a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion? No, he's going to give good things. Yeah. We were actually at lunch today, and we, we had lunch with a friend. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about... His, his current fiance. Yeah. And how when he actually said, Father, if you're calling me to celibacy, if you're calling me to singleness, that's fine. I just want you. Well, it was two months after that. That he met her. That he yeah. met her. Yeah. And it's yeah. so interesting. And I said it to him at lunch and I said it to you that it was actually a mercy of the Lord to wait until his heart was at that place. 
that he truly just wanted God for God, was okay with the, if the promise coming or with the promise going, oh, wow. that he could finally entrust him with his future wife. I've got a story. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, just, I literally just was reminded of this yesterday. I, uh, I've, I've told my testimony on here uh, on the last episode. It was a short version, but specifically, probably it, the short version of my testimony, I had, I had severe depression in college. I still do some, somewhat, but a lot better. In college, um, there was one time specifically I went to Clemson, and it was the summer between my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, terrible, probably the worst time in my life. Um, and I basically what I did was I went to Clemson for the day, and I was I was literally just trying to hear God that day. Cause I, I was I was so desperate going into it. And it was just like I was I was you know moved back home with my parents that summer. It was it was tough. And basically, what happened was about thirty forty five minutes into my walk, maybe before that, I hear. I think it's John sixteen twelve. Actually, I know it's John sixteen twelve. Um, I have many things to speak to you, but you cannot bear them right now. And that's and that'll make talking about messing with your theology. That'll mess with your theology. I was literally on my knee, like I I was like desperate for God, and he and, and what he tells me is that he's got so many so much to tell me, but he can't tell me right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, and, and that'll mess with you if you don't have a constant view of who God is. So, Joe, why is it merciful for the Father to not give us what we ask for? Man, why is um, it actually a mercy? Why was it a mercy for God to withhold a wife? To withhold, yeah. Until he was at a place where he could actually healthily have one. The, why was that merciful? The right answer, and it is the right answer, would be that I don't have the character to steward that. And that sounds so churchy. So I, I tend to stay away from stuff like that. But, like, it's true. Like, if I, like I, I just know what God's done in me in the, in the last nine months of school. Is a blessing a blessing if giving you the blessing crushes you? That's what I'm saying. If, if God would have, I, I've been crying out for stuff that, like, I now have a little bit more capacity to hold. But if he would have given me that nine months ago, dude, before I did this ascent school, like I would have, it would have destroyed. Me. Let's talk. Let's talk about this though. Absolutely. Not even from a sinful standpoint. No, let's dude, talk about I'm godly good things. Stuff, dude. I'm Can God things. give giving you a bunch of community be actually a curse to you if you've got the wrong heart to steward it? Hundred percent, man. Here, here, this is this is what I'm trying to get at. And I feel yes. like the Holy Spirit wants to talk about is idolatry. So when God gives us things. He never gives us those things for us to exalt them to a place that he's called to be seated at. Yeah. And so he'll actually, in his mercy, withhold things from us. Right? I know a story, and, I, and I, the next time I preach, whenever that is, I'm going to talk about this story because it changed my life and it changed my perspective on pain. Mm-hmm. When I read this story, this was about seven years ago, about this mom who had written this article about what it was like having a child who had no pain sensory in his body. So this kid, this is a crazy case. It doesn't happen often, but this kid couldn't feel pain. And so this mom was talking about and testifying about how this kid would stick his hand on the stove because the color was cool and just third degree burns on his hands that he would fall and just have gashes and not know it, that they had to take him to the doctor in the afternoon, in the morning and in the evening, every single day of his life, because there's no way to know if he was in pain. 
Right? So pain from that mom's perspective was actually a gift that was robbed from her son, mm. robbed from her child, because that gift of pain actually indicated that something was wrong. How do you not know, Joe? How do you not know that this singleness that's on your life, that this singleness that's on my life right now, is actually to expose, to bring things to the surface so that we can actually steward a wife healthily and well someday? Mm-hmm. You know, for those of you who are really struggling to find community in this season, how do you not know that the Father wants you in this place, wants you in this place for himself, so that you can actually find your anchor in him and not in the opinions of other people? For those of you yes. whose business is failing, how do you not know that, that God has it sovereignly in a season of pruning for you to be able to say, Father, whether my business succeeds or fails, my identity is not in it. How do you not know he's not removing your identity from it? See, and this is where this is where trusting in the giver is fundamental to our faith. That's all we got. Because, guys, here's what I'm, and this is what I want to say to you. I believe in intercession. I believe in crying out, and I believe in going after things in prayer. But I also think prayer and faith looks like saying, "Father, I know you know what's on my heart." And so, in faith, I'm not even going to bring it before you in this season. I'm not going to pray about a wife right now mm. because I know that you know it's a desire that I have. I trust that, and I trust in your timing you'll bring it. But for now, I want to just pursue you and just, just show me what you want me to see today. Right, Joe? Let's talk about this, man. Can prayer and crying out for things actually be an indication maybe of a place that you have idolatry in your okay, heart? Yeah. And maybe you wrapped it up in prayerful words and used Scripture to justify the pursuit of something when really God's saying, hey, relax from that for a second. Yeah. Talk about yes. some areas of your life, Joe, where maybe you've seen patterns in your past of just petitioning and going after God and, and trying to just grab him to get him get his attention when maybe you've had his, his attention the whole time. Well, so this is this is actually really, really fitting. We had a, a, a class yesterday mm-hmm. with, with John Helms, um, a, a care pastor at Bridgeway, and he, what I, basically what I told him, I, I was like, man, we were talking about getting in just like daily rhythms of just like talking to God throughout your day. And I said, man, there are days when I like, I literally talk to God all day, mm-hmm. but I'm, but what I'm doing. And I said it when I like literally confess it when I was talking to him, I was like, what I'm, what I'm praying is like, God, heal me. God, like I feel so heavy. So like I'm constituting as like, Oh dude, I'm praying the whole day. Like I'm talking to God. So like, yeah, surely like he's got to see that. And, like, you know, if I pray a little bit more and, like, that's how you start getting it, like, you burn your wheels with it. And that's what he said. He was like, well, are you, was it really talking to God or was it, was it for God or was it for you? And here's what, here's what we're not saying. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he sweated blood in prayer. Yeah. And so do I believe, I mean, when he was there's picking his disciples. There's a place for that, yeah. Oh, my gosh, you. dude, there's a place for it. But I, yeah. And I, and I actually just want to speak to our charismatic brothers and sisters, the yes. people that have grown up in Pentecostalism and other Streams that are, are, are very much after prayer and intercession and going after that and belief and, de- and declaration. Sometimes the greatest declaration you can ever have is to rest in know. Like, right, Psalm 4610, to be still and to know that God's got you. Like, how about that for a declaration? How about that for trust? Words in and of themselves are limiting. I mean, that's why God gives us the gift of tongues yeah. and, and allows the Spirit to speak through us. Because even the construct of words that we have and know, they're, they're finite. They're graspable. 
Yeah. I mean, in the Old Testament, they couldn't even say the name of God. It was just an acronym, the, the consonants of Yahweh or whatever. You, you, you literally yeah, couldn't you even say his name. Because to even say his name is to miss him. <laughs> like, he's greater than the ability of Yahweh to, 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 to speak who he is. And so, guys, like, I just want to encourage you, being still and knowing is a declaration. Being still and knowing is worship. Being still and stopping the churn, getting off the rat, the rat race, the, 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 the hamster wheel for a second, and just saying, okay, maybe faith for me right now looks like to say, Father, I'm not going to exalt this breakthrough or this desire. I'm mm-hmm. actually going to exalt it by, by deferring it. I mean, it was to say in 1 Peter 5, to cast all your cares upon him. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think it means to cast them? It means to dispose of them. You know, it's to remove them from you and to put them on him because that's the place of rest he's called us into. Because, guys, Jesus says this, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if I want to speak to you guys. If there's any of you right now that thinks and feels like following God is not a, a, an easy yoke and a light burden, I want to encourage you, there's more. And it's going to be found in rest. Yeah. And it's going to be found in laying down. It's going to be found in casting your cares. Man, I... We had our last day of ascent today, and I've said this probably like the last, you know, two episodes. This week has been tough for me. Like I, you know, we we expect that I'm like the people on this podcast are like in these ph- phenomenal places, and like, dude, I'm, I'm walking in purity. Like I, I'm in a good spot with God, but like stuff's going on. You know, mm-hmm. it's just heavy. Yeah. And he reminded me today, man. I I don't cry a lot unless the Holy Spirit is really on me. And I was just in class, and it was just like an assurance that, like, the last week where I've been on my, like, where are you at? Like, I'm, I'm like, where are you at? Because I'm about to finish school. Like, I'm, I'm 23 years old. Like, I'm trying to do, like, where are you at? Yeah. He just assured me. He was like, I've, I've literally been there with you the entire way, and I know exactly where you're going. What did Liv, the quote Liv said today about, like, he cares more about our purpose than we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we we've got to have a bigger view of of the father's heart and the father and this whole thing. Um, you know, Jesus says that to inherit the kingdom to become as a child. Kids really don't have a ton of worries. In in a healthy family, man, like a kid really doesn't think about much except how they're gonna enjoy their day mm-hmm. and what they're gonna eat. Not not if they're gonna eat, but what they're gonna eat. Yeah. You know, I think I think for so many of us, we've turned we've we've taken too much onto ourselves to get from God and we've forgotten that He's the one that wants to give. Like He's the giver. Dude, yes. So even hearing His voice, do we exalt our ability to hear Him or do we have faith in His ability to communicate? Let me say that again. So like even even the prophetic, because we all want to know how to hear the voice of the Lord. Are we exalting our ability to hear? And more focused on, am I hearing right? Am I listening right? Or why don't we just take some time to confess that you're a good shepherd and that you speak in ways that your sheep can hear you, that you're a faithful shepherd, that you'll get to me because you want to get to me. You want to be with me more than I want to be with you, God, and you'll speak to me. And you'll speak just how I need you to speak for me to be able to hear you and to receive you. Like, what are we doing? He is not, it is not just God, just please do it for me. It's like, God, thank you that you want to help me just to receive. Right? This is a simple gospel. 
it, it has to be a simple gospel. And if and yes, do I believe that it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out? Yes, but I think the searching out looks a whole lot more like a dad playing hide-and-seek with their kids. And his hands are outside of the curtain and his feet are sticking out from the bottom. I heard a pastor preach this before and I loved it. He wants to be found. He's making himself visible. And so, yeah, maybe he's hidden behind that bookshelf back there, but he's waving his arms and his hands and he's kicking his feet and he's, he's saying your name. Like, like he's not a Rubik's Cube. That, yes. Yeah. I mean, I could speak four hours about that, but I think that, and even in the school, I mean, I won't go on, but like, I would call you and I'll be like, I do God saying this, God saying, there's like eight things God saying. And I mean, you told me last week, it's like, dude, just chill out. Just take a deep breath. And it comes, this, honestly, this is going to be a freeing for a lot of y'all. A lot of you guys are like pressing in, and I'm pressing in like to hear God's voice. I think Micah Usher said last night at youth, man, he was just like, so he was just like, man, like when I'm sitting here talking to you, I don't have to like strain to listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, I think really the problem here, the root identity for a lot of you guys, and I have to talk about this, Mike, the root identity is that you need to get a bigger revelation of the Father's heart. That he actually, you don't need to hear his voice. You don't need to hear the next thing he's saying. You need to go outside, maybe take a walk, take five deep breaths, and understand what you just said. God is God, yeah. and let's just let me just rest in that. And the Holy Spirit will work with you. Like, dude, I'm a Southern Baptist boy sitting here saying all like, you. I don't understand how people live without the Holy Spirit. Like, I'm like dead serious. Like, it the Holy Spirit will work with you, yeah. but you just gotta be open to the whole mm-hmm. thing, and you gotta be honest with where you are. And you gotta be a kid. And you gotta be a kid, yeah. I get off on these things. It's okay. No, it's because Holy Spirit's here. Relax. It's gentle. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it irreverently. I'm not saying it exhaustively. I'm not saying it like just, just chill. But I, I kind of am. I kind of am saying just chill. Like we need to just chill for a second and just be still and know that he's God. Be a sheep. Be a sheep. Bah. Go in peace. Thanks for tuning in to Coach and Joe. Catch more episodes on YouTube and podcast. To take a deeper look at friendship with God, check out coachandjoe.com.